Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. Welcome to another episode of The Cloak. I am your host, White Owl. And today I'll be talking to you about some stories uh, that I have. Uh, the last time we got a, a little sidetracked and continued with some of my stories. And today I'll be talking about some stories that some listeners uh, have uh, given me um, over the past uh, couple of months. And some of them have really stuck out. And so... I'll be telling you some of these stories. The first story is about the woods. Um, this story is coming from a person named Chrissy and their friend Tom. And it looks like um, they went um, packing uh, through a, um, I think it's like a state uh, park. Um, and so they were going to go camping and uh, they were off to hike uh, from wherever they parked and they were going to head out to a location uh, that one of them knew about and it was a very nice location up in the hill um, in a nice, uh, nice area uh, to go fishing and so they were going to hike uh, a few a few miles uh, from where they were parked and uh, they were going to stay in this little area for, I think it was for like a weekend or something like that, from what I recall. And the, these, this was like a regular day. Um, the weather seemed pretty good. Uh, the weather's important, as we've talked about uh, on the many series of The Missing 411. You know, things like this, with the weather being something that is always comes into question whether the weather is good and how did it start it was the weather hiking to the place or in the woods uh uh was the was it cold um you know the weather tends to change in these type of scenarios that we always come uh run across and so you know uh in this story is um you know it's very important you know to the story and so you know, this is somewhere in upstate, and uh, so it looks like these um, these two young friends go on this uh, trip, and they start hiking, and they're about like two, three miles in, and uh, Tom seems to be right on track, continuing on, and uh, Chrissy, you know, following Tom. Tom had been there several times. Again, he was uh, a a hiker. You know, he had some experience camping, and Chrissy not so much, but uh, she was an experienced hiker as well. And so Tom uh, knew where he was going. You know, he had hiked uh, ma- many times in this area, and so I believe it was his his uh, uh, old stomping grounds, if you will. And so, you know, they march on to this area deep in the woods. And, you know, it's about, at this point, it's about three miles in. And Chrissy, right, seems like 
occupied with something possibly behind her. You know, she feels like something is following them. And initially, she kept looking back every once in a while. She had that feeling that something or someone was like watching them or following them. She had this feeling, you know, that feeling you get when you go into any area, um, your house, you know, um, you go into a new building, you know, and you're walking around and you feel like someone's following you. You know, when you go shopping and, you know, you feel like you're, you know, being followed around in, in, in a mall or um, in a shopping area or, or, or anything that's in a store or, you know, you're, you know, you're being followed. You have that feeling that someone's looking at you. Um, and so she had that feeling, you know, that's the feeling that you get as you walk deep into the woods and... She recalls hearing, you know, birds in the, in the distance, um, you know, um, possibly small critters running around, you know, things like that. And so, you know, kind of normal. It wasn't until a few minutes later that she began to notice that it started going silent. No crickets, no birds, you know, nothing. You know, and she had this feeling that something was following them. She didn't know what. I mean, she kept looking around. And finally, Tom noticed, right, that Chris seemed to be occupied with something or someone or something like something was going on. And he assumed that, you know, she was on her cell phone or something like that. You know, they had been kind of having a conversation as they went. And... You know, he goes, hey, you know, what, what's going on? You know, you seemed occupied. You seemed distracted. And she's like, I think someone's following us. And they kind of stopped. And there sounds like these, you know, like a crunching sound. You know, that uh, weird shuffle. You know, in and the distance, like this weird, like crunching kind of sound, like a little shuffle in the woods. And they notice this and they decide to keep walking. You know, it's it's critters, you know, it's rabbits, it's deer. You know, it's the woods, it's nature, you know what I mean? And they decided to keep walking. They started walking, and as you take off, as they're taking off, they notice something. They notice that there's this crunching sound of leaves starting as they walked. And they started walking, and... Started being paranoid at this point. You know what I mean? There's a sound that's coming with them. Walking with them. It's very strange. And it's like, is it following us? What's going on? You know, are we being followed? And so they walk a couple of yards. And Christian remembers, uh, she's really nervous, panicking, 
and Tom may be the same thing, right? And you know, he's the he's a man. He's a male. You know, he's he's going through his bag. He's getting ready. If if something's up, you know, he's gonna be ready. And he's he's going through his bag, very subtle. You know what I mean? And he reaches in his bag, and Thomas is, you know, very well known of the woods. He knows his, he knows uh, his area, and so, you know, he he carries a little axe, you know, little little thing to cut wood, you know, for a campfire. And so he pulls it out, you know. He's if something, if it's some kind of creature, some kind of wolf or something. He's he's gonna be prepared. It's a bobcat, you know, whatever it may be. He's gonna carry something. He's he he's gonna protect himself and and his friend. And so, you know, he pulls this thing and Crazy sees that he had, he's carrying this little little axe, this little hatchet. And uh, you know, they continue walking. And a couple of yards after that, they kinda stop. Looked around. And Tom took out his compass. And something peculiar started happening. Tom's looking at his compass. And it is spinning. Not crazy spinning. It's just not uncontrollably. It's just like uh, the compass trying to find north. But it just kept like moving. It, It didn't stop. It wouldn't point north. You know, Tom... Tom's familiar with the area. He knew where North is from where they kind of stopped. And he was like, there, um, the compass should be pointing in this direction. And it's not. The needle was just continuously moving in circles. And so they thought it was very weird. Um, Tom takes out his cell phone. And there's no bars. And he's like, usually there's, there is a bar, you know, in this area, maybe two tops. But, you know, they're coming to an area where they're top of the hill. You know, tend to get some signal. Not always, you know, you don't always get signal out there. Um, but, you know, who's getting signal? Normally, according to Tom. And so he looks at Christy and they're like, uh, well, I know where the direction is. So maybe the compass, something's wrong with it. But it's this area, you know, I know it. We'll keep walking. Tom's looking around kind of nervously because they start hearing some crunching sound. But they're not seeing any animals. And it's not very, it, there's woods, but you would see if there was a deer in the distance or some a rabbit or something and there's something going on and you know usually other critters don't follow you unless they're familiar uh with humans you know to give give them food you know if if uh if it's a raccoon you know a raccoon normally would totally follow you you know if 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 they know you have food or they've come across any other people Previously, the, they know hey, that people carry food. And so they looked around kind of nervously. And, you know, 
They didn't know what Rick could do. And so they keep walking. That's all they could do. This is keep walking. You know, we'll get to our destination. Maybe we'll come uh, across other people. So they keep walking. And again, they're at, at this point, they're like maybe half a mile uh, from from when they had stopped. And they need about two, three miles more to go. And, you know, they're they're starting to get a little worried, a little tired. And I, th- I think what also is worrisome is that the temperature starts dropping suddenly. And they had checked the temp- the, uh, the weather that day. And it was going to stay, you know, around the 60s, maybe low 50s. And as the night begins to drop, it, w- it could be somewhere around the 40s uh, from what Chris remembers. And so, you know, the temperature is dropping. It's dropping quick. There's an overcast. Um, they don't know what to think. You know, if it's going to rain, um, if it's going to sleet, you know, snow maybe. You know, coming around the end of fall, starting of winter, you know, upstate gets really cold, starts to snow. And so, you know, they, they, again, they're like half a mile in from where, you know, they had uh, stopped where Tom got his hatchet and, you know, the, the wind's picking up, it's getting cold, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're trying to hustle it and they start picking up speed. You know, start going faster, and again, there's this crunching sound. They, they they're both at this point getting of this, this feeling that some they're being followed, and you know, they just keep just keep going on. They keep trying to get to their spot. You know, they keep they keep on trucking, if you will. They keep on trucking, and another mile passes. You know, something's going on. You know, there's a feeling. Then suddenly, you know, there's this noise, this loud, you know, undescribable noise of like I, Chris Chrissy described it, and I, I know what I'm thinking as I read uh, her words. It's, it sounds like a monkey hooting, you know, when they. When they start hooting in, in, in the jungle, but it was so loud, there was a vibration. They they just feel at the same time, their hair is like standing in the back of their neck. They're getting chills throughout their body. It's like a dead silence feeling of a sudden drop of fear pure fear that there is something in the woods that is prime that it is the alpha of the woods and you're no longer that alpha that there is this other predator that is above the food chain and you could possibly be that meal and they hear this fucking sound. And she says that she she froze and her veins ran cold. And she just got this crazy drop feeling of pure fear. And they both looked at each other. And they both 
turned around, you know, because this very sound sounded so fucking close that they knew whatever this was, was on top of them. And they both slowly turned around and they could see this fucking humanoid looking thing right behind them, not directly behind them, a couple of yards. They couldn't tell what it was, but then at a human like shape, it was almost eight feet tall, it's taller than them. And they started running. They looked at it and started running deep down inside. She thought it was Bigfoot. She really did. And she honestly felt like it was Bigfoot. So they started running. They bolted it, bolted all the way to the spot. They didn't stop running. By the time they got there, completely out of breath, um, tired, completely winded, um, you know, uh, they got there and they looked around to make sure uh, every so often she said that she would look back as they ran and ran and you know it was so strange you know when they got there you know um, as they were there they they were setting up camp they still set up camp you know other people would have left but they set up camp and as they're, as they're there you know they saw like two other people um, passing by, you know, an, old, an older couple, and they had claimed to see uh, earlier, like maybe 30, 40 minutes prior to them setting up, uh, up in the hill, lights in the sky, very strange, lights in the sky, and it was very, it's very weird, uh, because as you know, we've in many of our previous episodes, we've discussed these lights in the sky at the same time, around the same time that there there is these Bigfoot sightings. And so, you know, they, Tom and Chrissy tell this couple, hey, what their experience was, you know, what they saw or thing they saw. And the couple shared them an interesting story. The couple that was on their way back uh, to their vehicle had a similar experience three, three, roughly three years prior. And they were like, that's so strange. We had a similar experience, but theirs happened about two more miles deep into the woods. And they were running towards their car. And they were saying that they had passed this particular area where they were setting up camp. um, Before they realized that whatever they had saw wasn't following them. It had stayed deep in the the woods. Uh, But, you know, they saw it around the lake. Which is perfect because you have the lake. You have animals coming to the lake. Source of water. Um. you know, not many people are coming through, but if they do, they have, they brought, they're bringing food or whatever, and they set up camp and they have food. And if they're asleep and somebody comes and, you know, runs up on their food, you know, they might tend to think it was a bear or something like that. But anyways, this couple said they had, you know, about three years or so, 
they had a similar experience with this uh, Bigfoot looking thing. And what was interesting is they had seen what they thought were shooting stars that day. And they weren't sure if there was like a meteor shower or something like that, or there were just, it happened to be some shooting stars. Um, but it was very interesting to see these little lights in the sky. And, you know, you think that this ends with them, with Tom and Chrissy sleeping there, no other experiences, and then just going home. But you'll be wrong. That same night, I mean, again, very weird that they decided to stay. You know, most people would have bolted back to the vehicle. But they decided to stay because they really wanted to do this. Set up camp and everything. They decided to check out the sky. And they had some lights set up around camp, you know, uh, to have lighting around camp. They even, they even set up a camera to see if they would capture anything. But they didn't. They didn't capture anything coming to the camp. In fact, they didn't even capture any of the noises. But what they did experience is under the sky, they started to watch the stars towards the end of the night. And as they were looking up, they saw UFOs. Well, at least that's what Chrissy and Tom thought they were seeing. Because these little lights moved very erratic. They moved in formation. They moved fast. They did these top speeds would stop and do a sharp turn. Uh, and at some cases, they looked like they were going so fast across the sky. And they were, you know, going from far left to far right. They would boom, just hit the spot. And then they would like ascend towards outer space. It was very fascinating to watch. Uh, and Chrissy says she'll never forget that. Which is, I mean, if I were to see that, I would totally never forget that. Uh, but I mean, very strange. And so, you know, they had this uh, weird experience at night. Uh, and so, again, I don't know, you know. Could it be, is it related? Is it UFOs related to Bigfoot? I mean, we don't know, but we do have maps that have these records that overlay with Bigfoot sightings and UFO sightings. So we find it very interesting. And some of those maps overlay with caves, you know, these caverns. It's very interesting stuff. Uh, could they... Is there any kind of like link? We don't know. But I mean, it was a very good story from Tom and Chrissy. The next story that I'll be telling is one of a um, camper. Well, not really a camper. It's a more of a someone who was staying in a cabin uh, in the woods. And oh, this was a, a family 
staying in a cabin upstate again in somewhere in Vermont, I believe, somewhere up there. And, you know, it was a place they had stayed before. It's a family, family of four, husband, wife, um, husband named Jack, wife, Susan. I don't remember the kids' names, but, um, you know, they had stayed at this cabin for years. And one day, uh, you know, they had just had supper. Uh, there was a winding at night and you know they were getting ready to go to sleep um, and as they're putting the kids to to bed they hear something outside you know you know they think some wildlife is outside you know running around or something like that it's making noise nothing big uh, the wife Susan checks and Jack's putting the kids to bed. And, you know, he walks out of the room. And he sees his wife. And his wife's like, I think there's a person out there. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, I think there's a person out there. And so, this cabin, I guess is, you know, a really nice area. Uh, this cabin had a uh, doorbell with a camera thing on. So he checks he checks that out. You know, has a night vision. And so, like a night mode. He's not seeing anything out there. Goes to the window, takes a peek. He doesn't see anything. He's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As I, I saw something like running towards the car. Maybe someone trying to steal the car or something. And he goes to the other window. He's checking, looking. And he's, seeing, he's like, I don't see anybody. Then he hears what sounds like tapping on the wall from the outside. Because they look towards one of the walls. And they're hearing what sounds like tapping moving across from one end of the wall to the other end of the wall. And they both stood there and watched this tapping sound all the way and it kept going and it turns the corner and right when it's about to hit the window they waited in anticipation to see what it was and they both got this crazy chill suddenly running through the back of their spine and it was it's that feeling of fear knowing that it, you know that that's probably a fucking person outside doing this sound and Jack right he starts grabbing whatever he could right to throw it whatever decides to break in maybe you know, hit it with something. And so he grabs this like bar looking thing. He didn't know what it was. He just grabbed it. What actually is it was actually it was a piece of old brick that just happened to be sitting there. Uh, but he didn't know what it was. He just grabbed this thing, whatever he could. And so he's looking 
at it. They're both looking at anticipation. Anticipating a person, you know, hoping, hoping it would be some kind of deer or something with hitting their antlers on the wall. But this thing had rhythmic. There was a rhythm to it. You know, like that little kind of tapping. And so they both kind of just stared. And nothing. Nothing showed up. And they were like starting to talk to each other. Well, maybe, bam, dishes fall on the floor. They go check, see dishes had fallen on the floor. And they thought, well, maybe just slid. And they had shot this fear on both of them that somebody had come in. They both ran over there and nothing else. There's dishes on the floor. And then suddenly there's a fucking knock on the door. There's a fast knock on the door. And there's like, what is it? What is it? Who's who's out there? And Jack starts to walk over there. And all of a sudden there's like, you know, this knock. And he said his, his app, you know, doorbell. Oh, nobody. He's hearing it. But there's nobody. There's nobody on the camera. But he continues to fucking hear it. And so he goes to the door, right? He walks to the door and he yells it out. You know, leave us alone. Leave us alone. And it stopped. Just suddenly it stopped. But as it stopped, you know, they had had this uh, fire going, right? fire in, in this uh, in their cabin and you know they have uh, they have this chimney right there's a fire going on this chimney you know keeping them warm and then uh, there's like a weird wind that hits the fire makes the fire kind of like shift I don't know it was very weird uh, according to Susan Uh, It looked like something had come in and ran through the fire and moved the fire because then the curtains moved. Very weird. And they didn't know what to think. Later that night, you know, as as Jack and Susan went uh, went to go to sleep, they heard noises outside. They tried to continue to go to sleep. Um, Jack says he heard kids laughing outside. Uh, and then that was it. I mean, you know, uh, the next morning, uh, as they were packing to leave, uh, Susan and Jack both looked at the vehicle. And on the vehicle were these little fucking handprints little handprints on the car fucking scary dude I don't know it's some weird shit man whatever happened in those woods I don't know there's kids out there uh, ghost kids I don't know some shit um, so uh, you know you try to think about these things and you know you, you once you experience something like that and I can totally relate to these experiences 
um, especially with the ghosts and stuff, definitely, um, you know, having experienced these in, in all some of these old houses that I've lived in and stayed in, you, you come across some weird shit. And once you experience that, there's nothing like it. I mean, there's this fucking frightening. Um, I don't know. It's just so weird. But when, when you experience that, you, it's definitely like a new thing. Um, it's very unique. But uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed these uh, two little stories. But anyways, uh, hopefully we'll get together. Hopefully, again, you enjoyed this episode. Again, like, share, rate us on iTunes, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Later, guys. Bye.